I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I'm good, and I'm remembering all of these uh, episodes in the last few weeks where I've said, oh, I'm just waiting for some snow to finish up. We got it. <laughs> well, here we are. I'm looking outside at about 18 inches of, uh, inches of snow. <laughs> yep. So I'm happy to be inside and recording, but I will report that we have gone out in the snow multiple times. Good. Good. We had 24 at my house. Wow. And the window well outside my office here where I do my recording, um, you can barely see anything because the, the snow is so high. Wow. Yeah. But it was beautiful. And mm-hmm. At first I thought the storm that came through was a dud and wasn't really going to give us anything. And then I woke up this morning. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, when I went to bed last night, I'm like, it is snowing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it must have snowed all night. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because even though we work from home... And, you know, don't have to trek out. There's still something magical about that snow day feeling. There is. There is. It's just, it's fun. It makes me feel like a kid again. Exactly. I did say to my wife this morning, man, I wish I had snow days. Yeah. (laughs) And then I grabbed my coffee and went down to my office and started working. Mm -hmm. So last week, we gave a little bit of a teaser. Mm Mm-hmm. And we said the monument would be something like intersections or something like that. Do you remember how I, I don't remember. How no, I because I didn't know what the, te- I didn't know what you were actually teasing because I, you still hadn't told me what this next one was. Oh, okay. So, so the title of the post that went out this morning was a most unusual monument. Mm-hmm. And this one is really hard to take a picture of the monument because... It's so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this monument that I wrote about stretched from Albany to Buffalo. And there's pieces of it. And we can go there and we can walk on the towpath and we can see the magnificent engineering. So by now, anybody that lives anywhere around us knows that I'm talking about the Erie Canal. Mm-hmm. I am just blown away by what was accomplished. When, when somebody who was such a, um, uh, a futuristic thinker as Thomas Jefferson refers to the concept of the Erie Canal as a little short of madness, you know you're going down a path that nobody has ever gone and people think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Governor Dwight DeWitt Clinton did. He had an idea, he had this vision. It had been proposed by folks earlier than, like I think going all the way back to 1780, that this be built, and it was just dismissed as ludicrous. But he kept pursuing it. And so the way I start my post is, it's July 4th, 1817, and James Madison, our fifth president, is sitting in the White House as fireworks explode in the sky in celebration of our nation's birthday. Meanwhile, in Rome, New York, Shovels begin to move the earth in a project that will alter the history of Syracuse and the state of New York forever. Because that's where the first shovels hit the ground, was just east of us in Rome. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the canal was, was started in 1817. Um, some of it was actually, the first canal boat actually hit the water before it was done. In May of 1821, the first canal boat was being used, but the entire 
the entire project ended in 1825. And so when somebody says, Dave, what what does this have to do with monuments? Everything. Because remember, my point about monuments is they inspire us. Mm -hmm. Monuments give us this, they ground us in history and they catapult us into the future so that we can believe that there are things that we can do or things that need to be done that haven't been completed yet. Dr. King's monument, the Jerry Rescue. And what I really see in this one is this amazing American spirit to think outside the box, to do things that were never done, to fight against all the naysayers and the political opposition to achieve amazing results. And I really believe that that American spirit is still within us. It just needs to be unleashed. So you've traveled or you've been around parts of the canal and i know when when you when you read it you mentioned to me that this you know the canal has a special place in your heart mm-hmm. tell us why i i have always loved the canal and living where we live we have you know many areas where we can visit it um and run and walk bike ride um in rochester there's a great expanse of it that has restaurants and there's the museum i mean there's you know the canal is is amazing but i i absolutely love how the spirit that you feel when you're there it's a very tangible you know 363 mile long <laughs> monument yes um, because when you're there and you think about all of the history that went into this project, the, you know, the eight years it took, which I think is very impressive for. That's amazing. 18, 17. Yeah. Right. They estimated it would take 30. Wow. So, I mean, they defied a lot of odds building this. And, and I, when I'm there, I think about all of the history that came before me, that all of the, you know, boats that traveled on the canal, all of yeah. the all of the goods that traveled through New York State, all of the people, all of the mules on the towpath, um, you know, the the low bridges. And I, anyone who went to school right in here knows the Erie Canal. Low song. bridge, everybody down. <laughs> I can't help but say it every time we come to a low bridge when we're walking at the canal. Yeah. But I just, it's amazing. And you look across. You can when you're at the canal, it's not very wide. Um, no. I, th- I think I, I pulled up some stats, you know, about how wide it is in certain parts. It's not incredibly wide. You could, you know, yell to someone on the other side sure. and they'd hear right. you. And I just think it's, it's so amazing because you can, you know, I feel like it, when I look at the canal, I, in my mind, I can see the people traveling, the boats traveling. Yeah. And yep. it really just kind of takes you back in time. And when you're in Camillus, you can see... The so is that a viaduct or an aqueduct? So that would be a viaduct because it's carrying the canal over over Nine Mile Creek, right? And then there's one in Dewitt too, like Butternut Creek area. Okay. Um, and you just you look at the stonework and yeah, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so again coming back to you know the eight, the eighteen hundreds. Um. And, you know, in some areas it has been paved, but in other areas, it's like you, you can see like the foot traffic and it just brings you back to history. And I think, you know, it's just amazing. There are so many people who, who said this was, you know, a folly or short of madness. And, um, 
so many hardworking people went in. They they put one foot in front of the other. Exactly. Every single day for eight years and created something amazing. I think you shared in your post that it cut transportation costs by 95%. Yeah. So, so what, so let's get to some of the details yeah. on, on, on why do it first. Okay. It would take 15 to 45 days to, tr- to take dry goods, a wagon from Albany to Buffalo mm-hmm. overground. At a cost of $125 a ton. When the canal was built, that could drop down to nine days, but the cost went to $6 a ton. That is amazing. Okay. So you're looking at 4.8% of the cost mm-hmm. and a third the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, on average, a third the time. So it costs, now think about this, in $1,825, it costs $7,143,000 to build. Wow. (laughs) However, it was paid off in 10 years. Mm -hmm. 1835 alone, they had 1.5 million in tolls. See, New York State was charging tolls and taxes Mm -hmm. even back then. 1847, 3.33 million in tolls alone. In 1980, I'm sorry, in 1882, the tolls were abolished. It actually was expanded um, and turned into the barge canal system toward the early part of the last century. But when they abolished the tolls, New York had raised $121,461,871 in tolls. Wow. Direct to the state coffers. So, um, also in 1849, the Erie Canal shipped 1,580,000 tons of goods in one year. Wow. Just think about what this did. So that's the revenue stream for the state of New York. Imagine what it did. It put cities like Syracuse, Rochester, Rome, New York, on the map. Mm -hmm. It allowed expansion of the Midwest. And it also made, because if you think from from New York Harbor, you go up the Hudson to Albany, you pick up the Erie Canal and you go to Buffalo. From Buffalo, you can get to Detroit. That's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It allowed New York City to become truly the economic capital of this hemisphere. Do you have any stats on the jobs that it provided? You know, I try. So I actually tried to look up what was the economic impact, because a lot Mm -hmm. of times they'll say for every one dollar in construction of this canal, ten dollars would have been created. They said that they aren't even able to measure it. Mm -hmm. But we do know that 35,000 workers, most of whom were Irish Catholic immigrants, um, were used in the construction of it. So there were 35,000 construction jobs. Wow. Something else that, was, that tells you a lot about mankind and, and how sad we can be at times, those uh, Irish Catholic immigrants were really discriminated against because they were Catholic, mm-hmm. which, is, which to me was a, was a very sad thing. 
Um, but let's let's jump back. So now we know why we do it. Okay, it was a tremendous boon for the state of New York. It made the state of New York really what it is today because it kind of launched. Yes, the railroads came, um, but you know the barge canal was still very very functional as a means to get freight through the state. Um, you know, well into the mid part of the last century, and now it's pretty much just used for for um, recreational travel. But imagine this that the two men that set out to survey the path for the canal, James Geddes and Benjamin White, I'm sorry, Wright, Benjamin Wright, were lawyers. They were judges. Mm-hmm. They, weren't, and they weren't engineers because there were no engineering schools in the U.S. So James Geddes, it's actually said that he played, he had time to play around with his surveying instruments for a few hours before they set out <laughs> to lay out the path for the canal. But they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Canvas White was an amateur engineer who actually persuaded Governor Clinton to let him go to Britain at his own expense to study canal systems there. And when Benjamin Wright set out with all of his engineers, there were none of them that were schooled. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just kind of doing it on their own. So if you think about what has to happen here, well, they're, they're cutting paths through virgin forest. And there's no mechanical excavators. There's no bulldozers. There's shovels. There's horse-drawn um, scooping mechanisms where they would use mules and draft horses to kind of scoop the dirt out because the original canal was 40 feet wide. When you said it's not very wide, it's 40 mm-hmm. feet wide and was four feet deep. And the sides and the bottoms, well, the sides in particular were, were lined with stone. The bottoms were... were they were trying to just use clay. Mm-hmm. But what do you do when you get... So here's something else you have to think about. Where are we getting the water to make sure it'll stay full? Somebody had to calculate the reality that I got to have enough water to fill this. And it's going to be flowing to some degree. And then when I get to a place like Nine Mile Creek, where the creek below the canal is probably 30 or 40 feet. I have to build a viaduct or a bridge for the canal to flow through. And then if I get to a point where the water, there's a river, then I have to build an aqueduct to carry the river over the canal if the river's running higher. And imagine this. Albany is, is about 600 feet lower than Buffalo. So we can't have this be a rapids because all the water is going to run, <laughs> you know. So we have to build locks. And in 1820s, the biggest lift that a lock could actually do was 12 feet. So you divide 600 by 12, you need 50 locks. I mean, this was just, this was one of the most amazing engineering feats the um one the crossing of the arondacoy creek and the genesee river near rochester Mm -hmm. required the building of a 1320 foot long great embankment to carry the canal at a height of 76 feet above the level of the creek and it ran 245 feet though they had to i'm sorry they ran a 245 foot culvert underneath it the canal crossed the river on a stone aqueduct 
So maybe I have the aqueduct and the viaduct backwards. 802 feet. I mean, these are, these are amazing things that they had to do. And it, it shows the dedication and the teamwork, right? This was pre-email, pre-texting. Yeah, no you know, it, it's like this was the slow motion, like slow yeah. motion communication. But they, it's, it's amazing, especially when you talk about, oh, there weren't like engineers. These were just dedicated, hardworking people who were going to figure it out and take yep. the next do the next right thing take the right. next step yes. forward until it was done exactly it's, it was so, i just can't get over how much of a feat this was like yeah yeah i can't fathom it I, it's it is you know amazing. no no engineering programs right that you can run on a computer no no aerial photography that you can look at you know, all of these topographical maps were hand-drawn. Mm -hmm. And yet, when they got done, it worked. Mm -hmm. Now, were there problems? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, one of, the, one of the, the, the monuments that I'm going to try to find, I believe, is underneath or in the back of one of the buildings in downtown Syracuse because one time the canal ruptured. Wow. There was a, and I still think it was a viaduct that carries the, the canal, but I could be wrong. Um, it ruptured and it flooded part of Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So not only did it flood part of Syracuse, but you can imagine that all of a sudden the canal starts drying up and barges start getting stuck. Mm -hmm. So now what do I do with the, with the river, you know, the, the canal boats and the mules and the, you know, until we can patch it and then have the water refill it. Mm -hmm. Just, it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was this American can-do spirit, you know, that same spirit that, that had our founding fathers decide that, you know what, we believe that all men are created equal, that there is no man or woman better than anybody else. We don't care what they look like, what color they are, or where they're from, and they build this amazing nation. And then, you know, just a generation later, these guys say, you know what? We're going to build a canal, and that canal is going to go from Albany to Buffalo, and we're going to change the North American continent. And they did. Mm -hmm. So my goal is that when people come around this, any part of the canal, go to the Canal Museum, go to the Waylock Building, you know, on Erie Boulevard. It's, it's like an eighth of a mile from the monument that we talked about last week. You can <laughs> see the true. Waylock building from from the uh the 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 monument that I talked about last year, the 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 Mercy, a time for mercy mm -hmm. post. It's right there. And right across the street from the Waylock building are some monuments, you know, different plaques and, and different things. But I'm trying to find something unique and, and hopefully the, the email that went out this morning, by then I will have given you a good picture or you have found a good picture mm -hmm. to make it meaningful. But when we walk by it, I hope everybody gets inspired. Yes, I, I have the same romantic thoughts about the boats that went down, mm -hmm. you know, the people that were there, the, what, you know, what were they talking about? What kind of futures did they have? But I also, every time I go to the canal park in Camillus and I walk next to that viaduct, I say to myself, how in the world did they do this? Yeah. But they did, like you said, they did the next thing. Mm -hmm. So my question for each one of our listeners is, 
What's the next big thing that you're going to do? You're only limited by your imagination. Any other thoughts that you think we need to put into this? I'm I'm just thinking I need to pay a visit to the museum now. <laughs> because yeah. I, I it is just an amazing story. It is. I, I visited I their it. website and you can kind of, you know, poke around on the Erie Canal Museum website, but one of the images, it's like a canaler's life. Mm. And I feel like that yep. would, you know, the, the maintenance that the boat and canal maintenance. Yes. Um, Incredible. The, you know, successful freight operations, just so much, so much history. Right. You know, I've always said, I'd love to just take my old wooden boat down the canal through the locks. We've done parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, maybe the second year we had the boat, my family and my parents and my family and I put the boat in in Macedon and then we went. Um, west toward Rochester. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was beautiful. It's leisurely. You don't have to worry about, you know, other boat traffic kind of thing. There's not that much traffic. It's a nice slow pace. It's relaxing. But, and so we're really fortunate to live here in, in this, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, there is a plaque at the Canal Museum in on the, the part of the original canal in Camillus that says, this is the midpoint between Albany and Buffalo. So Syracuse was pretty close to being dead center. Yeah, I think there are various plaques along along the way, if I'm remembering correctly. Just, I'm sure. You know, marking different things. Yeah. So people should get out and do it. You know, mm-hmm. you can walk on the canal path even in the winter. Mm-hmm. So great place to get exercise. And it's all flat. It is. It doesn't slope. <laughs> well, until you get to a lock and then you may have to get up to another level. So any special plans for the weekend? Uh, no. No, not really. We're just kind of, like I said, moving right along with our winter activities. and. Good. Yeah, how about you? That's great. Got any skiing? Uh, no. Uh, you know, I might. I'm not sure. It, you know, one of the things is we're finding that it's much cheaper to ski at night than during the day. Mm-hmm. So we may do an evening. I'm not sure. But, you know, just um, nothing special. Just enjoying the beautiful blanket of snow that's outside and... Working on what next week's post is, because I really don't know what monument <laughs> I'll do next. Well, I'm sure you'll so think with of that, something. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I will. <laughs> or I'll be saying, Marissa, help me find one. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot around here. So I'll, it'll be, I'm excited to discover what's going to be next. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page. <laughs>